I'm Pee Pee. <laughs> and I'm Poo Poo. I'm Poo Poo Tail. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Planet of the Meerkats. Hi, Nellie. Hi. So, Nellie, do you know what we're talking about today? Candy dab. She dabs on Candy everybody. dab? You're, are you just going to dab on us all day long? <laughs> we're talking about candy. Tell us your favorite um, candies. Chocolate and gummy bears. Chocolate and gummy bears. Now, there's some debate wow. about whether chocolate is actually candy. What do you think? I think it's candy. You do? Nellie, can you can you help us to define candy? What is candy? Um, I think sugar and it tastes super good. So it's got to be sugary and it's got to be tasty. That's that's a good rule. But there are other things that aren't candy that fall into that, like cake. Um, candy has more sugar than cake. So it's the the the, the amount of sugar content. Interesting. What about ice cream? Is ice cream candy? No. No. So we're we're beginning to form some ground rules here. <laughs> <laughs> what if candy has nuts in it? Nuts do not belong in candy since ice cream is not candy. It's okay with if it's okay to have nuts in it. So like a Snickers bar with peanuts in it. That's a big no-no. Yeah. I that is controversial right there cuz I would consider Snickers to be like prime candy. Like that is one of the the top candies. No, what about Coconut. Uh, um, my favorite favorite candy is a Twix. You like Twix? Yeah, Twix okay. are chocolatey, and they and when you eat the outside, it, it turns in like to a weird form, and it, it tastes good in your mouth. What's what's the type of candy at Halloween if you're trick or treating that if somebody drops it in your bag, you're like, man, I don't want that. Probably mint. Mint, mm. like Junior Mints mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't like mint. So Nelly, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? be a, a fortune teller so her costume okay. changed several several times she originally was going to be a cheerleader and then a zombie cheerleader or a vampire cheerleader and then a space princess and now she's a fortune mm-hmm. teller i'm nice. going to be gandalf so i was trying to convince her to be frodo but that wasn't working so i wanted to be frodo but there's no costumes in that was frodo <laughs> all right now thanks for being on the show bye nelly as Nelly kind of established, we got some differing opinions here about candy. So my question is, what the fuck is candy anyway, Dave? So I do agree with Nelly that it has to have a high sugar content. Mm-hmm. And I think we use the term chocolate, but what we like milk chocolate is not really chocolate. I think milk mm-hmm. chocolate definitely is candy, but like yeah. actual dark chocolate like is not because it doesn't have mm-hmm. a high sugar content. Are you a fan of the more pure cacao chocolates, like the bittersweets that you get at the, oh, you no. know, at, at Whole Foods or whatever? No, give, give me milk chocolate any day. Yeah, I yeah. To me, I I, I kind of don't understand if you're just, if you're gonna eat chocolate, why would you not eat milk chocolate? Yeah, like what what are you getting out of the <laughs> the like healthier chocolate? Like the the, the healthier pure chocolate, it's like a vegetable. And screw that. Put it on your salad, man. Yeah. <laughs> So the definition I saw is that uh, candy is a sweet food made with sugar or other sweeteners, typically formed into small shaped pieces and flavored with chocolate, fruit, or nuts. Hmm. 
Which which goes um, against Nelly's desire to exclude everything with nuts in it. I just say fuck all candy with fruit in it. Like, well, it's like candy. The, it's like the fruit cake of confections. Nobody wants to eat exactly. That. Yeah, um, I am a big raisins fan. I can't think of candy like mm-hmm. I, 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 I will have a like I'll go to the movie theater and I'll get a thing of raisinets. I like those. Yeah, and I guess that yeah. has fruit in it. Okay, now are you a nature's candy kind of guy? Are you? Do you walk through the, <laughs> the the uh, produce aisle and you're like, ah, grapes, nature's candy, and then you're like, you're like, kids, this is dessert this week. <laughs> no, although my my kids love fruit, we gotta buy cans of peaches you know the kinds that are in like syrup yeah uh we gotta buy those in bulk because they love those apples pears all that stuff here's a couple other things dave so ice cream i say it's not candy we gotta agree with that it can have candy in it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't think ice cream is candy it's a whole different confection what about gum sometimes i think like chiclets like sometimes gum has like a candy shell and you could argue something like bubble yum which is just a massive like sugar is mm-hmm. candy. Like a stick of gum is not candy. What about a donut? No, it can have uh, sprinkles on it, and those are candy. But the donut itself is not. Have you ever been to Voodoo Donuts in Portland Mm-mm. before? No. They have these donuts that are they're like they're like you know the big raised standard donut, mm-hmm. and then they have basically sugary cereal on top. Oh wow. Is it good? Yeah, I mean, it, they're they're kind of they're kind of a thing. Like people travel there just to have them, but um, like I find that disgusting. Yeah. But it kind of falls into the. I mean, again, it's kind of like with ice cream, where it's like on its own, it is not candy, but you can put candy on it. We've gotten Krispy Kremes a couple times over the last few months. Some of those Krispy Kremes are getting pretty out there. You know, some of them are just you know, it's like a donut with some some syrup or something with. Mm-hmm. the the sprinkles and some of them it's like they've built up an enjoy an entire life-size santa on the top <laughs> and the mm-hmm. donut's just kind of an afterthought <laughs> uh sugary cereals what do you think i'm gonna say no because those are primarily even if they're sugary cereals they're primarily grain based okay fair enough and finally cake definitely not really yeah it can have candy on it but it's not candy okay because now i mean is can those last two things no, have a ahead. different ingredient like cake is going to be flour based right mm-hmm. and so even though it has a lot of sugar the existence of sugar in and of itself i don't think makes mm-hmm. candy because like a hard like a hard candy is essentially just reduced sugar yeah it doesn't have that other primary ingredient onto which sugar is placed all right so we're, we're kind of narrowing down on, <laughs> on a definition here yeah my hot take is that candy is trash is the lowest form of dessert because all of the things that we've, <laughs> we've just listed, I think are like all awesome in their own right. Mm-hmm. But we just determined that none of them are actually candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you could get a candy, right? Like a piece of candy right now, what would your go-to be? Oh, I'd want a Snickers bar. Yeah. 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 And I think that's because the Snickers is like, very, it is very hearty. It's it satisfies. Yeah. I mean, right? it, I mean, the tagline is true. Yeah. It turns you from Steve Buscemi back into a regular human. And I'm, I'm all <laughs> for that. <laughs> so I, I put together this little top five list of candies. If we were like little street urchin kids that wore the, the suspenders and the floppy hats and sold <laughs> newspapers out in front of an old timey baseball could, game. And could said, my hat be one of those ones where the, the top snaps down onto the bill yeah well it definitely like has a to be pseudo kangle hat yeah. yeah it has to be one of those okay. 
Mr. Mr. Can you spare a penny so I can buy me a soda pop? And can I call that's people? The, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> call people governor. Yeah. Well, hello, governor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, okay, if we're this kid, Turkish Delight. Now, I don't like Turkish Delight. It feels like it's made of perfume or something. Now, is it like a gelatin-based sort of thing? I think that's what it is, right? Yeah. Okay, and th- next we have a caramel apple. Which I'm there Again, for the I don't know apples. if that's candy. <laughs> I think it becomes when it when if you douse something in caramel, I think it becomes candy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's like th- that's it, caramel apple is a, like kind of candy to the extreme because it's like when you think of fruit and candy, you think of like like you mentioned raisins or like mm-hmm. like chopped up pieces of dates or something like that. This is straight up a whole apple. Now br- it's like <laughs> Br- Brahman likes to get like a caramel or candy apple when we go to Disneyland and bring it home. And those things, I don't know if you've seen them, they're crazy. Like, it gets about three times as big as the apple, and it's got, like, marshmallow limbs, and, like, it's anatomically correct, and then dipped in chocolate, and, yeah, it's crazy. you got to cut it up with a knife and eat it in portions. That sounds like an abomination. (laughs) Marla was close to losing her first tooth, and we we gave her an apple, and she's like, well, I don't really want to eat an apple unless you cut it up. Like, well, that's the whole thing. Like, you're supposed to eat an apple. <laughs> and even better, if it was a caramel apple, then you definitely lose your tooth. Now, I have a candy story. When I was in yeah. Boy Scouts as a kid, I was probably maybe 11, so a little bit younger than Abigail. I uh, was at, that we were doing a Halloween thing, and we were bobbing for apples. And to see who got to bob first, we did a race. And this kid was running in front of me. His name was Mitch, and he tripped. And then I tripped on Mitch, and I landed on my tooth. So half of one of my front teeth is fake. And to this day, because I don't want to pay for the the super expensive dental work, I just have like the, the cap on there. Um, I can't eat an apple. Like I got to cut it up. It's not really a candy story. It's more like an apple story. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's more of an apple story. But I mean, we were bobbing for apples, which is kind of Halloween-y, which is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, no, no. I think, you know, if we were, if we put this in front of a, uh, candy referee i think that they would agree that that is that's a fair call so screw, screw you mitch yeah screw you mitch saltwater taffy which i'm, I'm there for saltwater candy, taffy right? i like saltwater yeah taffy. it's delicious charleston chew what is a charleston chew anyway it's weird that's what it is every time i've had a charleston chew, i'm like what the hell is this was it invented in Charleston? I imagine just the d- people doing the Charleston. Yeah, it's probably like related. They're high to on dance. Charleston shoes, and then they they do the dance. If it was invented today, it would be like the the dab chew, <laughs> which the dabbing's gotten out of control here, as you saw. Nelly is constantly dabbing on everybody, and she learned that in Minecraft she can dab on people. Every day when she gets out of school, and I'm picking her up. She walks over to the window and she dabs on me. She humiliates me in front of her entire school. <laughs> is is dabbing like the equivalent of icing a bro? Do you remember icing a bro? Yeah, it is. It's it's like the first grade version of it. Eric would do would would try to ice me like well past the time when that was like a thing. It'd be like it was like seven years later and Eric was like still icing me. I'm like, God, come on. <laughs> That's funny. So, so Nelly is essentially like she's a dab uh, terrorist, just dead set on humiliating you in every possible. Scenario. And then when she does it, when Abigail's around, Abigail like shakes her head because to her, this is something that was in when she was Nelly's age, and mm-hmm. that Nelly's doing it now is just really embarrassing. <laughs> to be fair to Abigail, everything that you know your family does at that age is embarrassing, right? Very true. Very true. Yeah. 
So what about an Abba Zabba, Dave? I think of Abba Zabba as uh, it, it looks like an old school taxi cab, mm-hmm. like the, the the checker. Yeah. And and I don't even know what year it was invented in, but it, to me, it seems like an old ass candy. They're like really hard to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like really tough. It's like, here's a piece of flavored tree bark. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is the flavor in Abba Zabba? I, I don't even know. It's like the neutral candy flavor before they add flavoring. The best part about Abba Zabba is the the line from Half Baked Abba Zabba, you my only friend. <laughs> that was Dave Chappelle, right? It was, yeah. I know we we've had a version of this conversation before around comedians just shutting up and 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 not saying the thing that they're going to say, but um <laughs> <laughs> have you been following the latest Dave Chappelle controversy and where do you fall on that? I've been following it loosely. I think in general, it's bad taste. You know, it's better to punch up, not down. Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. make jokes about marginalized groups. That's, mm-hmm. uh, it's too easy and it just perpetuates, perpetuates really bad stereotypes. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, comedy is comedy, right? And you gotta like say what comes to you. And I think Political correctness is kind of the enemy of comedy because comedy is all about language and rhythm and kind of capturing a moment. But that said, I'm not going to watch Dave Chappelle's special because I, I think it's in really bad taste. And I think that to me is summarizes what I think is the way we should approach these things. So let's just not watch him. Yeah. I think he should be able to do his comedy yeah. and Netflix should be able to put it out. And then if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And I think a lot of people won't watch it. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's kind of lazy. Like, if you have to, if you have to punch down for your comedy, then you're you're not working hard enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I totally agree. It's 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 just it's in really bad taste, right? I know a lot of people who mm-hmm. are in these mar- these groups that he's he's essentially mocking, and you know it's it's painful just because it dredges up a lot of the a lot of the historical problems that they've had, and I think things are getting better, but you know definitely yeah. not where they need to be let's let's go into i think what what is my favorite part of this candy that looks like drugs <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh the big one that comes to mind for me is pixie sticks i actually snorted a pixie stick once when i was a, when i was mm-hmm. a kid it really hurt why you're just curious yeah yeah it was like <laughs> we were hanging out in the classroom at lunch it was like fifth grade and we all we were eating all eating candy, and I snorted the pixie stick. And then my friend Keith also snorted the pixie stick. And then we kind of did a painful dance around the room. What's up, Keith? What is Keith Hosking doing right now? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in years. Maybe he's snorting pixie sticks. <laughs> that set him on a a long journey in life. Where he he was hooked on the pics. I remember going to the beach boardwalk in Santa Cruz and getting the giant pixie sticks that were like. They were like four feet long. Mm-hmm. And then for the two hour ride home, eating, <laughs> eating pixie stick the whole time. I mean, that's just yeah. straight up sugar. Yeah. It's like eating a whole bag of sugar. Yeah. Like, was, here's, a, here's a bag of C&H. Enjoy yourself in the yeah. back seat, kids. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you need a spoon? Here you go. All right. Candy cigarettes. Now, the thing about candy cigarettes, the genius design is they had to put flour between the, the gum. And because the it was basically a piece of gum and cigarette shape wrapped in paper, and they had to put flour between. And so the first time you put it in your mouth, if you blew, the flour would come out like cigarette smoke. So you could pretend to be mom and dad. <laughs> Did you ever smoke candy cigarettes? 
Oh yeah. Well, I didn't smoke them. I didn't like light them up, but I definitely <laughs> ate my share of packs. No, but you use that and pretended. Oh, definitely. Smoke, yeah. Right? Like when I was a kid, yeah. my parents smoked, and you know it seemed natural. It's like when I'm an adult, I'm going to smoke. What about Big League Chew? <laughs> no, that's a funny one. Does that one. count as candy that looks like drugs? Oh, definitely. I mean, it was made to look like a pouch of tobacco. Right, and the, the the thing that distinguishes it from all the other stuff here that we've talked about is it's still sold. You can still go to stores and buy Big League mm-hmm. Chew, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was pretty tasty. Like that's a good way to consume yeah. gum. Yeah, just like sitting in the dugout, you get got that big fat wad in your lip. And that was back Classic. when all the baseball players did. I feel like they still do. Like watching the playoffs this year, a lot of them are still like constantly spitting. Yeah, but I that's, can't tell if it's seeds or chew. I always thought it was sunflower seeds now, but who knows. I remember there was a movie called, I think, Mr. Baseball. Mm-hmm. and Tom Selleck? Yeah. And he went and he was like a washed out major league star. And he went and played for a Japanese team and then was spitting on the field. And that mm-hmm. was like this huge insult. Like, you don't spit yeah. on the field, dude. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I feel like that's the part of sports that should be outlawed right now. Like, it's disgusting. Especially in, in COVID times. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. <laughs> So I put Smarties on here because I don't know. I, I, I feel like there there are a lot of candy, small candies that look like various types of prescription pills yeah. and LSD. Uh, but I couldn't think of a better one than Smarties. But maybe something will come to mind for you. I think that's a reverse deal, though, just because like, I feel like LSD was made to look like something fun, look like candy. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not like something was imitating it. It was purposefully... At least according to the PSAs that I saw, it was purposefully mm-hmm. limiting. I mean, imitating. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you could go and you know there'd be somebody, somebody lurking around the schoolyard giving giving away Ninja Turtle stickers and put them on your mm-hmm. arm. You have a bad trip. That this gets into <laughs> my theory that that all, all drugs look like candy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love this every year around this time with Halloween. The persistent myth that like people are going to be handing out weed edibles to kids. It's like. Who's going to spend, you know, 20 bucks on an edible and then give it to a kid for free? Well, and on it, no one. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be, fa- let's face it. If my kids brought home like a homemade brownie wrapped in summer saran wrap, <laughs> I'm just throwing that away because like, not because I'm afraid it has weed in it, but just because like, you're just, I don't know. It's weird. Remember the like, what was the one from our age? It was the needle in the apple, right? Yeah. How much? I feel like that was an urban myth. How much time did parents and police stations waste going through candy and finding absolutely nothing? Like, there's much better ways to terrorize the community. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, This whole myth that there's people out there trying to go around and give people free drugs to get them hooked. You know, I've, I've, I've lived uh, half my lifetime now, and I've been around plenty of people doing drugs. And unless it's like a buddy who's just like asking you if you want to hit or something like nobody's giving away free drugs exactly because they're expensive yeah exactly <laughs> and people want yeah. the drugs for themselves <laughs> you know? so i was watching um you know we talked last time about the 1971 documentary and last night i watched uh the jim jeremush documentary gimme danger which is about the stooges oh, okay there's this kind of era of the 70s where all these guys got into heroin um and there's always like some like manager mm-hmm. like their manager is like either dealing drugs or or like distributing drugs and my thought is always like who are these business geniuses the band managers who are getting their bands like addicted to drugs like the <laughs> band is your paycheck like yeah 
you should be keeping the drugs away from the band. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the whole rock and roll lifestyle, right? I guess. Uh, so alcohol is candy. I think we should mention that, like, if anything, alcohol is where the kids are susceptible. Yeah. You know, because it's legal to basically market alcohol to kids in ways that make it really appealing because it, like, looks like candy. It's very sugary. What comes to mind for me is, like, the gold schlager with the gold flakes or like the four the four loco four loco cans or things that are like a mix of energy drinks and alcohol which the the whole gimmick of gold schlager is really strange to me i don't look at gold and be like i want to eat that <laughs> <laughs> sir you have two grams of pure gold in your colon oh yeah i was hitting the gold schlager well, well there's then there's fireball designed to mm -hmm. uh, entice our parents and it works yes it does uh, the first thing i got drunk on was boone's boone's farm nice <laughs> first thing i got drunk on was tequila and that was bad Man. i was like you didn't even get there was no yeah gateway drug to that you went right to the yeah hospital. i just like jumped a couple levels and uh yeah i remember i got a ride home and then i was sick and my mom came in and she's like have you been drinking and my first inclination was to say no, but then I realized I was puking and I reeked of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, mom, mom, mom's not dumb, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those ads for Bartles and James? Yeah. Like what? Who was that marketed at? It was like dudes in their 90s sitting on rocking chairs. Like <laughs> That's a shrinking demographic. Well, I mean, probably the same people that buy boxed wines. All right, so best, best anthropomorphic candies. I've got the Stave Puffed Marshmallow Man. Now. Classic. This is, he's not he's not necessarily something you would eat, but he's made of candy. I mean, you could eat him. Um, the little nerds guys. <laughs> well, are those really like shaped like people or are they just shaped like rocks? <laughs> they have, they have, I believe they have legs and faces, but no arms. Okay. And of course the M&M's who were voiced at various times by John Lovitz, John Goodman, J.K. Simmons, and Vanessa Williams. What uh, I saw, so I recently have gone to a couple movies, and they always show that mm -hmm. stupid preview. It's like a preview for a fake movie starring M&Ms. But this preview has been around for like eight years. Like, <laughs> what, is the, what is the length of time that they, they think that these things have legs for? <laughs> Other candies of note, of course, John Candy. I remember I saw Who's Harry Crumb once at, mm -hmm. I think it was at Keith Hawking's house. What's up again to Keith? And uh, I remember I could not stop laughing at that movie. In retrospect, it's not that funny of a movie, but when you're a kid, like it just hit the funny bone. Yeah. Candy Maldonado, famous uh, San Francisco Giants outfielder from the 1980s. Yeah. And of course, Candide. Which Candide was supposed to be like this this big subversive work, and I read Candide, and it was like this is not really a big deal. It might have been for the like seventeen seventies or whenever. It yeah, was <laughs> I wrote about Candide for my grad school uh, entrance essay, and I don't remember what my thesis was, but it was good enough to get in. Nice. So, shout out to Candide. Voltaire. <laughs> yep, Voltaire in the house. So I put together like a short history of songs about candy and um, there's a lot of them. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of allowed this to be a little bit loose because some of these aren't about 
candy per se. They... In any case, The Big Rock Candy Mountain by Harry McClintock. I think this is an interesting song because it's about a hobo's vision of paradise. And it was written in 1928. And it later got covered by Woody Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And also by... Um, Burl Ives. Burl Ives, yes. Burl Ives in 1949. Which I think... Burl Ives took out all of the fun parts of the song, though. And I think that's the version I'm familiar with, is the Burl Ives version. Mm-hmm. But it's like... What I think is interesting is the section that's he has these sort of fantastical lyrics, uh, and the lyrics go: "All the cops have wooden legs, and the bulldogs all have rubber teeth, and the hens lay soft-boiled eggs." And if you think about this line, uh, from the point of view of a hobo that's like constantly being harassed by the police, mm. it's actually pretty interesting to think like it's it's very, it's very subversive in its own way. Uh, this one's your favorite, "The Candyman" by Sammy Davis Jr. and I really always disliked that this song in the Gene Wilder version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of coying sentimental nonsense. Um, and I get this was like mm-hmm. Sammy Davis's junior, Sammy Davis Jr.'s thing, and you know, respect to him. But I really dislike this song. What is with this new Tim, uh, Timothee Chalamet version of? It's Willy like Wonka? a prequel, and I guess it's going to be him enslaving the Oompa Loompas or something. I don't know. <laughs> did you see that meme with with the 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 shoe the like pointy shoe no. and it's like the it's like why does this why does this medieval shoe remind me of timothee chalamet <laughs> and it's it's so it's so spot on okay you gotta look it up i i honestly dislike both versions of willy wonka and the chocolate factory i'm mm-hmm. not a big gene wilder fan and i think Depp comes across as like a child molester. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do like the Oompa Loompas in the Depp version. They're played by Deep Roy, all of them. And I like the songs and the way that they're played. I do think that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is overrated in our cultural canon. So I agree with you. Uh, We got a brown sugar throwdown. Rolling Stones versus (laughs) (laughs) D'Angelo. So is brown I, brown sugar is not candy, but brown sugar isn't it can be made into candy. Yeah. So I figured this sure. one counts. Well, it's um, a major song, especially so the, the Stones br- one. Like that's a seminal song. Yeah, and it's it's been in the news recently too. Uh, the Rolling Stones are not playing it on this tour because wow. of its lyrical content. Well, it's one of those songs I'm conflicted uh, I, about because you know, yeah, the lyrics are very questionable, but it is a jam, man. I like. Yeah. I really enjoy the song. <laughs> It is a jam, and I kind of think that it it's very open to interpretation. So I can I can see the point of view of it being problematic, yeah. but it you know it could be about uh, Mick Jagger's own role in exploiting the power dynamics between white men and mm-hmm. black women. In some ways, if if he's coming at this and and saying that like this is this is messed up and I'm part mm-hmm. of this problem, then you know that can be the start of a conversation. Uh, but if it's celebrating that, then it's problematic. So I don't know. It kind of depends on how you, whether you take Mick at face value or not in, in what he says the song. Well, is I was about. having this conversation with Abigail because she's just starting to edge into like literary criticism and stuff. And she doesn't like how, mm-hmm. how in school she, they, at what she says, overanalyze stories. Like she just thinks stories should be stories. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to her that, you know, once you create a piece of art, becomes a dialogue between you and all the people who experience that art forever on. And it means more than maybe mm-hmm. what you intended. So whether or not that was the original intent of the Rolling Stones song, like that doesn't preclude mm-hmm. it from having different meanings. Now D'Angelo's version of Brown Sugar was about marijuana. 
we've got just like honey by the Jesus and Mary chain. And is I, I'm asking you this because uh, I'm, I'm genuinely confused. Is the line moving up and so alive in her honey dripping beehive? Is that about oral sex or should we take this more literally as a celebration of, and a story about the joys of being a honeybee? It's about oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted yeah. it to be about bees. Not currently just <laughs> I want a little sugar in my bowl by Nina Simone in 1967, which is it enters the double entendre category of songs about candy. Iggy Pop had a, has a song called Candy that features Kate Pearson from the B-52s. And I was shocked that this was Iggy's biggest really? hit. Yeah, it was his highest charting hit. Not Lust for Life, not any of the like classic Stooges songs. Lust for um, Life is used to sell a million cruise tickets. I know. I feel like that song didn't get, like I'm sure that that song made him rich, but he didn't get rich off of it until like 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. years ago. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got the Battle of the Chocolate Municipalities. We've got <laughs> Chocolate City by Parliament, Chocolate Town by Ween. I'm going to go with uh, Chocolate City. I mean, not only yeah. is a city bigger than a town, but I'd rather listen to Parliament than Ween, so... Chocolate City is about Black Pride, and Chocolate Town is about getting busted by the cops trying to buy drugs in Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's supposedly, well, there's, you know, as with any sort of song, there's always debate. We right? visited Hershey, Pennsylvania when I was younger, and it's kind of a weird place. <laughs> yeah. There's all these, like, orphanages and everywhere, and, you know, I think they tried to do good by adopting kids and stuff, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there was a darker side. Because there's always a darker side yeah. of orphanages. It's one of those weird, like it was like one of the first like industry yeah. towns, right? Like it was clearly just about the chocolate. <laughs> Maybe the kids that were adopted or were in the orphanage were like the Oompa Loompas and were forced to do musical numbers <laughs> <laughs> for for the Hershey family. Okay, so we have the Battle of the Chips. Chocolate Chip by Miles Davis versus Chocolate Chip Trip by Tool. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> This Miles Davis track is like the weirdest Miles Davis song I've ever heard. It was made in the 90s, and it's this weird mashup. Um, but this Tool track is actually, I really, this is off their new album. Um, and I really like the song, but I was really very severely let down that this didn't have a good origin yeah. story. Literally, they just ate chocolate chip cookies in the studio, and so they named their song Chocolate Chip. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, Come this on, is guys. the song that's famous for singing metaphorical songs about being a victim of child child molestation and has some really deep lyrics. So, yeah, if they're going to have a great song and not have other layers to it, that's disappointing. Uh, so, I mean, I think about the old saying that, like, once you become successful, like a successful and rich musician, like you kind of lose the ability to write, like, meaningful songs anymore because the things that really drove you and the things that inspired you are like those problems are solved by your mm -hmm. success. I'm curious how you feel about well, that. Well, I mean, it's, I think that's right. You know, it's like, how do you continue to sing about things that made sense to you and that you were experiencing before you were successful when you are now a millionaire? Like this is a, a I was reading a lot. I've been binging a lot of Steely Dan lately. Um, and I was reading a little bit about some of the criticisms and it's sort of like, you know, he sings about all the stuff Donald Fagan does, but he's been a millionaire since he was in his early twenties. Like he's not somebody who's mm -hmm. connected to 
the everyday life experience of, of normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I think that it's possible to transcend it, but if you just look at any sort of, when you think about, let's take mm-hmm. tool, for example, some of the early records, right? Like they are very mm-hmm. dark and they're very like, there's, there's something real behind it that feels very yeah. dangerous. Um, and then you listen to their newer stuff and like, you can kind of have the same vibe to it, but like Maynard James Keenan owns a winery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I don't know. It's like knowing the context of it, like takes away whether or not it's the art itself is equal to the art that was made when you're young and hungry. Like the context changes it for the listener. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, we've got the ultimate candy band face off 1990s edition. We got five bands here: the Sugar Cubes, the band that gave us gave nice. us Bjork. We've got Jawbreaker, uh, SF punk band that was highly influential in sort of the early emo scene. Uh, the Lemonheads, the Goat Gen X indie band, featuring Ultimate Cool Slacker Evan Dando, who never <laughs> sold out. We've got Cake again. Questionable whether that's candy or not, but I wanted to throw Cake in there because Sacramento yeah, represents. Cake, cake was, uh, I think their influence and i think has been underestimated definitely dude they're that i feel that their stuff is still yeah. so good and like you just never hear about them anymore i'm curious what they're doing now um yeah anyway finally we got sugar <laughs> ray <laughs> didn't mark oh, mcgrath man. end up like hosting a like a uh one of those celebrity shows the the like the celebrity gossip shows like E or yeah. something. He yeah. just went on. He just went on to become a talking <laughs> head. I don't know. It's disappointing. Anyway, I don't know if there's a winner out of this candy band face off, yeah. but I like, I like all of these bands except sugar yeah. Ray. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sex and candy by Marcy playground. So the story is that this dude and his girlfriend were boning. And then afterwards the girl's roommate walks in and is like, wow, it smells like sex and candy in here. And I don't know, man. Yeah, it is kind of gross. I remember the music video. The guy's head was like sticking out of the floor, and there were spiders walking around. Hmm. I don't remember that, but that sounds interesting. We got some some Slater Kinney on here. Buy her candy. I have no idea what the song is about. I've tried to listen to some of the new Slater Kinney, and it kind of falls into, Mm -hmm. I think, what we were talking about earlier, in that the whole angst doesn't Mm -hmm. really fit anymore. Like Carrie Brownstein's in her like late forties. When Janet Weiss left the band. To me, it felt whether or not it changed the music at all. Like I, I kind of felt yeah. weird about it for adult bands. When someone leaves, it's like, wow, like these people are in their fifties. This person <laughs> decided to leave. Like there's some interpersonal yeah. drama there. And like, it just makes me question changing <laughs> careers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sugar by system of a down, which system of down is awesome. Um, totally. I love the I love the lyrics to the song, dude. They, they predicted the rise of kombucha 15 years ahead of the trend. <laughs> so, so I don't know how plugged in you are onto the, the kids movies. There's a franchise of kids movies about uh, singing animals called sing. And there's mm-hmm. a sequel coming out. I don't know that. Um, one. And it is what it is. But the, in the mm-hmm. preview for the movie, they show one of the characters riding down the road, singing chop suey, which I thought was kind of funny for a kid's movie. Oh, wow. Putting a system of down yeah. in a kid's movie, like to me, that that's that's like a bridge too far. The, the, the juxtaposition of those two things doesn't doesn't work for me. Interesting. I've gone back and listened to a bunch of their stuff lately, and um, I do think that they 
were one of the better bands out of that. Oh era. yeah, yeah, they had a really distinctive sound. I think they had something to say too, which is, was like much different than so many new metal bands. But anyway, I think I think the line from Sugar where they say, "How do I feel? What do I say?" In the end, it all goes away. Was a very prescient prediction of how social media would lead to the downfall of our society. <laughs> so uh, they just predicted everything. That hey, was maybe to come. Facebook's going to fall now with all these uh, whistleblowers. Yep. And finally, we have the battle of the dick metaphors. We got Candy Shop by 50 Cent versus Lollipop by Lil Wayne. Which I'm not a big Lil Wayne fan, so I'm going to go with Fiddy here. <laughs> so <laughs> you prefer the line, I got the magic stick. <laughs> I'm the love doctor. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a great metaphor right there. That's a classic. <laughs> uh, so that there's a bunch of other songs about candy, but these were the... I think some of these are not really about candy. Blueberry Hill by Fats Domino. Have you heard the the old joke that people would tell where a kid comes in, there's a class and three kids are late. The first kid comes in and the teacher says, where have you been? He's like, oh, I was on Blueberry Hill. And the second kid comes in and he's like, she's like, where have you been? He's like, oh, I was on Blueberry Hill. And the third kid comes in. It's a girl and she's new to class. She says, oh, you're new to class. What's your name? She goes, oh, hi, I'm Blueberry Hill. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> that's what passes for a dirty uh, joke when you're like in sixth grade i'm just curious what have you been um what have you been reading listening to watching lately anything of note so after the the giants lost i uh needed to get my mind off that so i fell back to an old favorite and have been watching or it started reading brothers karamazov which is one of my favorite books but i haven't read it in a while so kind of fell back into some mm -hmm. comfort food to get my mind off baseball mm -hmm. um and you said you've been listening to a lot of Steely listening Dan. Listening to a lot of Steely Dan. They have an album that came out, one of their more recent ones, which, which I never really much play. But uh, it's it's very much about like the end of things. And that's mm -hmm. kind of just fit my mood lately. And then I've been watching a lot of horror movies with Abigail. Uh, with Halloween coming up, uh, we watched Alien and we watched uh, the new Venom movie and um, The Conjuring. And we have a couple other ones. We're going to watch the it movies. Nice. How about you? Nice. Uh, I rewatched Moonrise Kingdom, which is one of the Wes Anderson movies that I didn't really care for when it came mm -hmm. out. But I just kind of wanted to rewatch that in advance of the French Dispatch coming out next yes. week. Um, very excited to go see that. We should do a, a show on the French Dispatch. Yeah, we definitely should. I watched The Taking of Pelham 123, the original oh, nice. from the 70s. Yeah. And it was a lot slower than I thought it was going to be i don't know much about that movie and i definitely didn't watch the remake mm -hmm. which i believe had john travolta and denzel washington <laughs> yeah. in it and i guess in my mind i thought that this that the subway train was going to be like running the whole time and like that was part of the like drama yeah. of it but like they're stopped for like most of the movie so <laughs> it's no speed uh yeah it's no speed and then yeah i've been listening to a lot of music i just picked up uh a couple things I got this Kinks 50th anniversary of Arthur. Nice. And I got a little touch of Schmilson in the night. Nilsson Schmilson. Uh, some Harry Nilsson. I got a couple Jimmy Smith rec records. So, you know, I kind of feel the same way as you do. I, I was a little bummed with the Giants losing and especially the way they lost. Yeah. And so just been trying to do kind of take my mind off things. So you, have, you have quite the record collection. Are you going to start DJing? I should. Uh, you could wear actually. a meerkat mask 
You know, like some DJs wear a giant mask over their head. You could wear a meerkat yeah. mask. I don't know how much people care about. I, I go on Spotify and look at like all of the playlists and trending playlists and things out there, and it's like definitely not the type of music that I would <laughs> DJ. <laughs> my my mine would be like a lot of seventies jazz fusion, yeah. and um, <laughs> I don't know. I that's why I really want to do this music podcast because I think it'd be fun for us to like just highlight very small collections of songs. I kind of like the stories behind the music. I agree. I think next time we should do we should do next week a French dispatch review. Sounds good. Nice. I will talk to you later. Cool. This has been Planet of the Meerkats. Goodbye. <laughs>The Meerkats are David Garrison and Neil Freeze. Our theme song is by the one and only Tawny Frogmouth. You can subscribe to Planet of the Meerkats wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find links to all of our social accounts at planetofthemeerkats.com. We're trying to send a little old-fashioned positivity into your ears, so your support means a lot to us. Thanks for listening. It's like a vegetable. Screw that. Mr. Mr. 